Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 121, which we are recording on Tuesday, August 16th, 2016. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we're once again recording out in the wild. Today we are at the Santa Cruz Harbor. Yeah, and you may hear sea lions in the background. We've been seeing several sea lions go back and forth, playing together, barking. (laughs) And actually, let's paint the scene just a little more vividly. So we are parked facing the Yacht Harbor, and in front of us is a sidewalk, and then a strip of ice plant that's maybe, what, 10 or 15 feet? And then water. So there's water about 20 or 25 feet right ahead of us with all the boats. And when we first pulled up, the first sea lion swam so close to the car that when I commented on it, Charlene couldn't see it because her project bag was on the (laughs) dashboard and it was right behind her line of sight from the project bag. So really close by tonight and hopefully we'll get some serenading sea lions. Although their their sound isn't very lovely, but but it's still scenic. It's It's part of Santa Cruz. It's, yes, it's very Santa Cruz. Yeah. I always think of it as Santa Cruz yeah. because when I first moved to Santa Cruz, we lived right off the beach and we could hear the sea lions sometimes all through the night. Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> we live probably as the crow flies a mile from the ocean, a little more maybe. And we can probably. hear sea lions sometimes, especially yeah. when the fog layer is in. Yes, then- when the, we get it actually where we live. We live... Just under a mile from the beach. And just like Gail, when it's foggy, we can hear things better. The, the acoustics caused by the fog yes. are pretty interesting. Yes. yes. So that's where we are right now. And it is a beautiful evening. It is still sunny. There's a little bit of a breeze. There are a lot of people walking around. So if you hear some ambient noise, that's probably what it is. It's like dog walking rush hour right now. It is. So post-work pre-dinner walk while it's still warm and while the sun's still out because the fog is coming in. Yeah, the fog is probably less than a quarter mile to our right, just hovering there waiting to move in. So, (laughs) All right, so let's move on to knitting. What are you wearing? I was wearing my Donner 2 today. Donner number 2! Yes, I did finish a second one, which I'll talk about a little bit later, but Suffice to say right now that it was the perfect sweater for this morning when it was foggy before the sun came out. It was great. Love it. Fantastic. Yeah. How about you? What are you wearing? I'm once again wearing my Yarniax t-shirt. <laughs> I've been living in this t-shirt. And we have, from our Knockers retreat, a t-shirt with the same exact fabric content. So I alternate between this one and the Knockers t-shirt because they're so comfortable they're very comfy i'm very happy with the way those turned out oh i know and earlier today i was actually wearing a sweater though i was wearing my coastal hoodie sweater perfect so that was really nice to snuggle up in because earlier days have been chilly around here in santa cruz it's very unusual august weather for us so it is usually once we get close to school starting we get the really hot weather, but you know, September and October will be hot. Yeah, no Indian doubt. summer for sure. Yeah. Yep. So I'm not wearing knitwear at the moment, but okay. I'm representing with my Yarny X podcast <laughs> t-shirt. So what have you been stocking lately? Okay, I'm stocking a couple of things. The first is called the Zookeeper's Blanket. Oh. And it's by someone named Justine Wally. It's a crochet blanket featuring 
30 different animals, insects, sea creatures, and it is absolutely (laughs) adorable. Just a, a sampling of the creatures pictured on this blanket. We have bear, giraffe, jellyfish, ladybug, crab, walrus, I can't wait to see this, birds, pig, owl, monkey, but there really are 30 different animals and it's really cute and it completely caught my eye because I'm such an animal lover and it's just so cute the way it's done because the folks who have started making it, you make it one square at a time, of course, so everybody's in progress photos show just little heads little animal heads on all the different squares it's really really cute does she have another pattern out that's kind of similar like princesses and villains that i don't know because i saw something similar to what you're describing that was also a crocheted square afghan but it was disney princesses and villains Oh, so it would be very interesting if it was the same designer. Yeah, that I don't remember seeing, but don't discount it. It very well could be the same one. And look at you stepping out there, a blanket and crochet. I know, I don't, I've done a few blankets in the last couple of years. Oh, that is seriously cute. But this one just so caught my eye i mean look at the little jellyfish oh and it's three-dimensional like their ears are very textured out yes very (laughs) textured like the ears gail said the ears of all the animals are a separate piece that's sewn on oh my gosh there's a flamingo yes (laughs) (laughs) so one of the cool things of course if you happen to have an affinity towards certain animals you could choose to have only a few animals on your blanket or you could re- choose to have a repetition of the same animal oh, you like could, you could have feature squares yes exactly you could do alternating or you could only do birds or only do mammals or only do cats or only do insects you could do it very theme oriented or underwater because that jellyfish uh-huh, is so just cute. adorable. It's little frilly bottom part and its tentacles <laughs> yes. are, are three-dimensionally <laughs> sticking out from the blanket. It's really adorable. Yeah. So I don't know if it's something. And those are all crocheted eyes, right? Yeah. It looks so like they it. wouldn't be right. choking hazards. Right. Exactly. I don't know if it's something that I would really make, but. If I had an opportunity, I might. Or if I had a reason to make it, I might. I just find it so adorable. It's really, really cute. So adorable. I really like it. Out of all the blankets that I've seen lately, this one just really caught my eye. Will you tap her designer name and let's see if she's the Disney princess and villain person too. Now I'm just curious. It is Justine Whaley. Nope, it does not appear to be. She is a hat designer. She has hats lots and lots of hats interesting so i wonder i'll have to look and see who because it was just in my feed recently a couple days ago i'll have to check yeah i remember she's mostly all hats my nephew who just turned 15 in july and is six foot two he's gigantic he's like your son he when he was just dating (laughs) when dawn was pregnant with him I knit a, didn't knit, I crocheted a Noah's Ark square blanket for him. Oh, so nice. different colors that went together 
to make Noah's Ark. Uh-huh. I don't think there were any animals involved in it, though. But I remember crocheting that. That was a mighty long time ago now. So that was probably 16 years ago. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but this one's way cuter. Fun. And then the second thing I am stocking is something that is so me returning to my roots. It is a hoodie. <laughs> How much do I love hoodies? I really do. This one is called Hood on the Moon by Katrine Schneider. And it's a fingering weight button-up hoodie. Although when I was looking at it, I was thinking it'd be pretty easy to switch this to a zipper. Yeah. The designer only has two other patterns listed on Ravelry. So it's someone with only a little of design experience. So... The, the comments seem favorable for it. I may be willing to take a chance on this because how many projects? it's really cute. I mean, how many Let's times has, has this sweater been knit? There are, it's a fairly new pattern, just okay. published in July. Oh, there are really? only 36 patterns, only, 30, only 36 projects so far, but it has a favorable rating on Ravelry. I read through the comments. I didn't see anything negative. In fact, I saw several folks say that the pattern was very well written. So I'm really thinking about this and what I would use because problem number one, I don't have anything in stash. This requires at least 1,500 yards of yarn. Okay. This is a lot of yarn. Yeah, that's a lot of yarn. Because of the hood, I, I'm sure that hood eats up a lot of yarn. It's a fairly big it is a hood, really big hood but it's a nice hood yeah. i like it it almost looks cape like it's so big yeah and she says something about the hood she says the it's a hooded cardigan with special hood construction mm, so special. if you look yeah <laughs> so if you look at the photo oh wow it's interesting it looks like whereas a lot of hoods have two lines of Increase or decrease, depending which direction you're knitting it. This one appears to have maybe one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Looks like it, maybe it starts out as eight and you then decreasing down me to of? four. Have you ever knit the Aviatrix hat? Yes. It kind of reminds and me of that from the side view. I was going to say it, it reminds me more of a hat construction mm-hmm. than well, hood is a, a tradition. So. Yeah. Then, but it reminds me more of hat construction than a tradition than hoods are traditionally yes, constructed. I agree. So it does look interesting, but the lines on it are really nice. They're pretty, and I didn't oh, and look at the lines on the sleeve. Yeah, too. I and see, see that's that. just it. I didn't mention it before, but one of the things I really like about this hoodie are the lines. She uses ribbing on the arms. And it goes up onto the shoulder. And then it looks like those same lines go all the way up into the hood, which I think is rather elegant. It's very pretty. I like that. So the shoulders look like they come straight down from the arms. It says saddle shoulder. I was going to ask what the construction is. So I'm not entirely certain how that is constructed because the traditional saddle shoulder that I've knit before was a sweater knit in pieces and then it had a little strap 
that came up from the sleeve and went up onto the shoulder. But this one looks like it continues that with the ribbing. Yeah, it so looks like it's seamlessly yeah, sim connected there. Similarly constructed, but not in pieces. This one looks like it's knit from the top down. In fact, it does say top down. I'm laughing because I think there's a Pokemon right in front of us. This little family with two <laughs> little boys just stopped right in front of us. And the boys are now walking through the ice plant. I'm pretty sure there must be a Pokemon. Oh, I'm sure there is yep. a Pokemon. Oh, sea lion. Oh, and sea lion. Not a too quiet close, though. One. Yeah, you won't yeah. hear that one. <laughs> a quiet one. But I really like this. So despite the fact that I don't have anything in stash, oh, I mean, can you That's that? easily remedied. <laughs> That's I easily can, remedied. I can find I ways to help you. I really I can I, enable you on that. I would love to have this garment. That's for totally fall. you. Yeah. I think the coast yarn might be lovely for it if I wanted to buy more coast yarn. I do have a sweater quantity of a lace yarn, which I oh. thought about using, but I'm not going to because the lace yarn that I have, I don't think will hold up well to the type okay. of usage mm -hmm. that this garment will probably get thinking about the place that a garment like this would play in my wardrobe yeah, I completely it would understand. be something that i'd wear all the time yeah <laughs> so and lace would get yeah. snagged so and, i need yeah. something that's a little bit more hardy so a fingering weight i'm just not sure what the yarn that it calls for is an alpaca flax silk blend an Ooh. unusual blend yeah so the silk is very strong the alpaca very warm so we'll see i'm kind of thinking the coast just not sure i want to make that purchase because <laughs> that to me i don't know it's probably not that hard but it involves an international purchase and i always oh it's easy peasy trust me uh, it probably is yeah <laughs> but anyway that is Again, Hood on the Moon by Katrine Schneider. Fairly new on Ravelry. How about you? What are you stalking? I am stalking Peasy by Heidi Kiermeyer. Oh. And there's a story <laughs> behind that. Yes. So you will hear more about pavement later. But I was having a, I'm mad at my knitting moment. And our friend Carol was, I think that I must have texted Charlene, Carol, and Anne complaining mm -hmm. about pavement. And Carol <laughs> responded saying, I just finished a sweater that I love. Do you want me to bring it to the gym for you tomorrow to try on? So she let me try on her sweater. And this was before I got sweaty. I wouldn't have tried it on. <laughs> and I put that sweater what a good on. Friend. She's a very good friend. She is fabulous. I put it on and walked over to the mirror and said, oh my gosh, this is so cute. And she said, that is the best sweater I have ever seen on you. And wow. the very next day I was down at the Swift Stitch because conveniently, Charlene was working, and Carol knit hers in Malabrigo Arroyo in the Barajas colorway. And guess what I bought? I bought a sweater's <laughs> quantity of Malabrigo Barajas. <laughs> I was texting Carol saying, do you mind if I do exactly the same sweater in the same color as you? And she said, absolutely not. So Carol and I, if we ever wear them together, will be absolute twins. And I had to get the same color because it's such a such a pretty purple and pink it's basically bodacious there's bodacious in that yarn and 
it was just so pretty when I put it, it on. It really is. And I had absolutely a gorgeous. couple things in stash that I thought, okay, there's enough yardage to do that. I could probably make it work. And I couldn't picture the sweater in anything other than something in that same color palette. So I had some kind of dusty teal at home that's been in stash forever. And I just couldn't picture the sweater in that yarn. So I bought some. And the good news is that the Swift Stitch was having the 20% off sale. So it was a very reasonably priced sweater yeah. quantity. And I think it was good that you went for it because you've been having some knitting failures. Yeah. So you needed something. I did. I absolutely to boost did. Your knitting spirit. I did. And that was <laughs> the right thing to do. So I've already swatched. And I'm my first swatch was too small. The gauge was too small. So I'm swatching again on the next size up needle and I will be finishing that swatch tonight and washing it tomorrow. And I will probably have that sweater cast on tomorrow night because that swatch will have time to dry if the fog doesn't hover about all day. So super excited about starting that. It's super cute. Didn't even tell you what the sweater looks like. So she knit hers in Rowan DK Tweed, Heidi Kiermeyer, her project or pattern page on Ravelry. And the pattern's been out for a long time and I never was attracted to it because I'm so drawn by color. The picture is like an olivey green, I think, <laughs> tweed yarn. And it just like washed right over me. You know, I didn't even really see it, but it is a top down seamless. I think it's set in sleeves. I'm not hundred percent certain. And it has a cute little lace like motif on the fronts and the rest is just simple stockinette it's mm -hmm. a very simple sweater that's i think it has three or four buttons at the very top yeah it does. and that's it it's a super super simple sweater and it just looked so cute on and carol and i can be twins and <laughs> it made me happy it made me really happy and it made me want to knit yeah that was kind of stalling out like uh, i don't know what i want to knit next because nothing's working uh, that so kind that of means mood it's the right thing it to was do. the right thing to do absolutely so, so I found out something that I didn't know about the PZ sweater and how some of the regular knitters at the Swift Stitch came to knit this. Did Carol tell you this story? No, so it's another so this, one of those that everyone's knit? It, it's one that people are starting to knit. There are, oh. there are certain projects, certain patterns that come into our knitting group and then everybody has to make them viral patterns, if you will, or just viral to our little area. To, yeah. Yes, exactly. Like drifting by so Cecily Black McDonald. Yes. And yeah. Now the so, Linus scarf. Yes. Or shawl. Yeah. So apparently someone, and I didn't catch the whole story because I was working and I didn't catch the whole story, but apparently someone found a peasy sweater at a thrift shop. Are you serious? And one of somebody in the group ended, so they purchased it and eventually gave it to somebody else in the group, but because they couldn't just leave it in the thrift right, store. Right. Exactly. Well but done. Well done. Somebody, we, the group stocked the pattern, figured out what it was. was clever. And then people started to make it. Isn't I like that story. That makes me like it even more. I had no idea. Oh, Carol, yeah. I know you're listening to this, and I'm going to get you for not telling me that story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get you. That's That really makes me even happier. Yeah. That's a fun story. Interesting, isn't it? And I'm very pleased with the person who rescued that sweater from the thrift yeah. store. Well done. That's like when you see handmade quilts at the 
thrift store. It's just so sad. Someone put so much work yeah. into that. It was a family yeah. heirloom. It shouldn't be here. So what else are you stocking? I'm also stocking Japan sleeves. And I mentioned on the last episode that Hohe's Fall Knit Along, it actually started yesterday, which was August 15th. Oh, and it runs so through it. November, maybe? I don't remember. And I am going to knit Citadel, which I've talked about many times. And a few hours ago, before I left the house, I was looking at my stash thinking, now what could I knit? What could I use to knit Japan sleeves? And I think I'd rather knit that than Breathing Space by Vera Valimaki. And I think I kind of have a speckled idea forming in my head, although I don't know if I have enough contrast yarn to do it because it's a striped sweater that has lace sleeve insets. And you actually, you knit the lace first and then you pick up stitches along those lace pieces and knit down from there for the body. And the lace is solid, and then the stripes, it's striped from where you pick up down. And color A is the same color as the lace, and color B is the contrasting color. Color A, you need two skeins of Tosh Marino Light. Color B, you need one and a half. And I would want to do the solid for the sleeves and the speckled for the stripes, but my yarn quantities are reversed. Oh, but I don't want the lace to be in speckled right. yarn. So I'm trying to figure out what I'd do with that. Maybe I could just do the lace in a completely different color. I could do the lace inserts in a third color and then stripe. Well, maybe that's what I'll do. So obviously I'm still thinking through this. I'm still fantasy knitting Japan sleeves, <laughs> but it's a really cute, just pullover sweater. Very simple, has I think four inches of positive ease and it would just be a cute little pullover and in fingering weight, I would wear it a lot. So that's the other thing I've been stocking. And that, again, would be a Hohe Fall knit-along project. So we'll see. We'll see. A lot of people have cast on different Hohe projects in the last 36 hours. So Instagram oh. is filled with them. And yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's fun. It's so fun to watch the camaraderie and kind of excitement that builds up for a fall a, for a knit along yeah. of that size, you know, so many people are interested in participating and it's kind of contagious for me. I know you don't <laughs> catch that bug, but I totally do. So I like watching it. I'm just not as much of a participant, but yep. I do like watching it and stalking the projects. Yes. Today I spent a few minutes just grazing, <laughs> stalking, grazing through the cast on. So there are about four pages of cast on projects since it kicked off. So it's fun to see all the cast-ons. Right. Right. So what have you been knitting? What I have here in my hands right now is the Klein Shawl, which is a pattern by Jennifer Dassau from the Knit.Wear Spring-Summer 2016 edition. And I saw this magazine sample at the Interweave Yarn Fest when I was in Loveland, Colorado back in April. And I loved the sample, but it not really a but. Also, it is a huge shawl. It's absolutely massive because it is knit with two almost full skeins of Tosh Merino Light. Now, each skein is 420 yards. So think 840 yards to a shawl. That's going to be like pure a joy. big, big yeah. shawl. So I don't know if I am going to knit all of the color repeats, 
but I and I and I also am using a smaller needle. So I'll get I'll get going on it, see how the yarn is being used up and then decide what I'm going to do. But I am knitting mine also in Tosh Merino Light in two colors that are actually similar to the colors used in the sample. My colors are Pelican and Chartreuse. And they're Char so darn pretty. Yes, oh Chartreuse being exactly what you would imagine. And the Pelican is a mottled, I wanted to say black and gray because it looked kind of black and gray when it was in the skein. Yeah. But when it's knit, it looks, well, much it is. lighter. Yeah, it does look lighter for some reason. Or did you grab a lighter skein of it, or were no, they all They were all pretty, pretty much similar? the same. But uh, um, somewhat mottled grays. It's really pretty. Yeah. I'm very happy with the way it's turning out. This is a asymmetrical two-color shawl, and it is knit in two stitch patterns, one stitch pattern for each color, so it's a little textural, something that I'm really liking right now. And it's very easy to knit, so I have been working on, well, I've only just started this one, but it was easy to work on while I was watching Olympics, because I did not start a Olympic project or a, I didn't start a project specifically for the Olympic Games because I was up at my parents with some family family stuff going on. My dad had been in the hospital and I was up there and the Olympics started and I didn't even occur to me to think about casting on a new project at that point. So this one won't necessarily be an Olympic project because there's only less than a week left now. But I will knit on it while I watch the remaining Olympic Games. How about you? What are you knitting? I'm finishing as we speak. Donner! I'm almost done. I am literally like 10 stitches away from the bind off row. The sleeves are done. The neckline is done. And I'm so excited. Yay. I was going to be bad and knit instead of work today so that I could have it done for recording, but I decided to be responsible. It was very hard, <laughs> but I did it. I worked instead. But now that is the last stitch before my bind off row and I will begin binding off. So there's a good chance the sweater will be done before we finish recording. And you know Charlene has knit two. This is my first, but I'm anticipating it won't be my last because it is so nice and it is such a well-written pattern. Charlene and I were talking about this when we were hanging out at the yarn store the other day. Some patterns, when they have some kind of stitch pattern happening in the pattern, you have instructions that say something like, continuing in stitch pattern, knit the next 5 million rows. And you have to keep track of where you are in the stitch pattern as all sorts of other things are happening. So you're doing short rows to make the shoulders and then you're doing short rows to form the neckline and you're doing this and you're doing that and you're trying to keep track of where you are in the stitch pattern at the same time so that when you join everything together, it matches. Mm -hmm. This pattern, Elizabeth does it for you. So for every size, you know exactly where you are in the stitch pattern. So you know that when you pick back up to knit that portion of the sweater again, exactly where you'll be because she tells you. Not only does she tell you what row of the pattern you're working, she tells you exactly what you're supposed to be doing on each stitch. So there are some slip stitches involved 
And she tells you when you're supposed to be slipping stitches as you're working short rows, which I might not have known. Oh, I slipped the first stitch and I knit the next or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was thrilled that she did that. Yeah, I agree. took all the hard work out of it as a knitter. Not that that's hard, but you know, it's detail oriented. <laughs> and I was already keeping notes because I wanted the sleeves a little bit longer to account for my shrinking that I learned mm-hmm. from my swatching. So I was keeping notes and I didn't want to have to mess with that as well. So I didn't have to. And it's just such a clearly written pattern and there's so much fine detail, but it's not hard to knit at all because it's so well written. So I think it's one of the, probably one of the most well written patterns I've knit. Seriously. I think so. Yeah. It's, it was that good. I would agree with that. Yeah. And I cannot wait to wash it because it's the Lindy chain. That's when the magic happens. I know. I'm so excited. It's the Lindy chain from Knit Pick. So it's a linen blend yarn. And when you wash it, it gets so much softer. And Charlene had her Donner number two at the yarn store when I went to see her on Sunday. And I was feeling it, just imagining what mine was going to feel like when I got to wash it. So super, super excited about this sweater. And guess what? It fits. It fits. It's designed with positive ease. And it has the right amount of ease in all the right places. And... I could not be happier. I needed something that worked and it worked. Yay. So, well, I say that I haven't washed it yet, but <laughs> yeah, I hope, I hope you like the fit after you wash it. Too. Well, I have 99.9% certainty that I'm going to like it. Yeah. So I'm just thrilled with it and can't recommend it highly enough. A lot of people in our group have talked about knitting it. I know a couple of you have already cast it on and Carol actually went and bought yarn for it and when I saw her at the gym last she was talking about needing the right size needle to cast on so I was offering her mine but she said oh no no no! I need to buy some anyway so she's casting on and I think maybe this will be another one that sweeps through the yarn store where we all end up knitting it yeah yep it's got that potential for sure it really does so again can't recommend Donner by Elizabeth Doherty highly enough I'm really really enjoying it I'm almost sad that I'm finished (laughs) and I'm a I'm definitely a product knitter. I like to knit and have something at the end to show for it. But this Mm -hmm. time, I'm almost sad because I'm enjoying it so much. But that just means I can cast on PZ immediately. And you know, I don't know if this ever happens to you, but it's fairly consistent for me that all sorts of things will end at the same time. So I'm knitting this sweater and the sweater's finishing. I just finished reading a large book and I just finished listening to a long audio book, all finishing in the same 24 hours. It's really just a cool culmination of different events I used to have two sweaters finish them very closely together even though I often I feel like I only work on one really determinedly for a short period of time so I would start one then start another Uh, and then go back and forth back and forth and then all of a sudden they would both be finishing at the same time so I definitely understand that phenomena (laughs) yeah it's it's a really cool feeling like ah i'm finishing all the things at the same time but then that means i need to start a new book and start a new sweater (laughs) but that's good i like it so that is donner by elizabeth doherty and have you finished anything since the last episode well obviously finished another donner i finished another donner so to just continue that donner discussion I'm really thrilled with my second one. I used the same yarn as the first time, the Lindy chain. 
very happy with it. I finished this on a Saturday night and I was so excited that Sunday morning, first thing, it was soaking and went into the dryer so I could wear the, wear it that day. Gotta love that. This, yes. The second one, I knit it in a silvery gray called Gosling, which, yeah, just a silvery gray. It's really pretty. Light gray. It's a warm, warm gray. So I'm very happy with that. And that's about it. I think you have said everything about Donner. Very happy with it. I hope to get some photos soon. And, and I'm sure I will wear this one a lot. The other thing that I have finished, and I am so happy to have this off my needles, <laughs> is my second star shower cowl. It's two projects that I were the second items that I've knit. Yeah, I that's mean, true. It's my second star shower and my second donner. So star shower cowl. It's a pattern by Hilary Smith Callis. And for some reason, I just did not enjoy knitting this one. The first one I didn't have so much of an issue with. And so I'm wondering if maybe this yarn, just because it was plied, my first one was a single ply. I think it was just harder to do that lift over stitch with the plied oh, yarn than it was with the single ply yarn. That's the only thing I can figure because I really did not enjoy that stitch in combination with this yarn. There's nothing wrong with the yarn. There's nothing wrong with the stitch. Just together, they weren't fun for me to do visually, visually. They're beautiful. Very pretty. I absolutely love the way this Northbound Knitting Silk Merino yarn looks, feels, and the color is called Crackle. It's a gray and gold, silver and gold, if you will. My I'm start singing it. Yes. <laughs> silver and gold. My entry for the hashtag Yarniacs Colors 2016 Knit Along, which is our- Charlene colors. finished the project I for finished a project for a Knit Along. Can Yay. you believe it? So I, this is my shark skin and spicy mustard colors. My my project is in the shark skin and spicy mustard colors. Yeah, you nailed that combination. So it's a great combo. And like I said, this stitch pattern just looks fantastic for the variegated yarns. It really does. I can't say enough. For whatever reason, for me, I did not enjoy knitting this particular yarn in the stitch pattern, but I really am going to enjoy the finished object. And I am so glad I'm finished and <laughs> I am going to wear this piece very happily because it's beautiful but it just was not an enjoyable knit for me. I'm glad you got it done. Yes, me too. So those are the two things I have finished. All right, you ready for it? Yes. I finished in my own way pavement. So you've heard the saga <laughs> of my pavement sweater. I tinked like a boss, baby. I oh. <laughs> had somewhat resolved the fact that it was too tight over my shoulders. I blocked right? it and was satisfied that it would be workable. What I didn't really pay attention to was what was happening underneath my arms because mm. I was so concerned with what was happening over the top of my shoulders. As soon as I put my arms down, there was so much fabric underneath mm. my arms that was never going to go away because you cast on so many stitches under the arm for this modified raglan. 
it was just never going to work with my body. So literally after we recorded last, I went home and tried on the sweater that same day. I was like, oh my gosh, you've got to be kidding me. This is horrible. And I think that's immediately when I texted you, Anne and Carol, because I was so frustrated. Yeah. I thought I had resolved the fit of this sweater and it's just not going to work. So it sat there for probably 12 hours before I started ripping it. And it took me probably 10 days to rip it out all the way. Mm -hmm. I would stand there talking to Mike and rip a little bit out at a time. And then we sat down to play Munchkin this weekend. And mm -hmm. that was my Munchkin project. I just oh, that's ripped the rest of the body. While you're playing games. Yeah. yeah, it worked out really well. So I was able to kill all the monsters while still doing something knitting related and not get slaughtered myself. I have a bad habit of paying more attention to my knitting than the game oh, and then too. they kill me. And then, yeah, so I don't usually win. I won the game this weekend. So I'm very proud of myself. I won the game and I tinked my sweater. So there Yay, we go. So it's a win-win. Yep. Pavement is history. So wins. yep. Pavement will, I'm not going to try that sweater again. The beautiful yarn by the uncommon thread will become something else because the yarn is just lovely. So there we go. So something about that construction, the yep. modified raglan just didn't work for you. So now you know, you yes. just keep an eye out for anything with that type of construction and maybe avoid. <laughs> I absolutely agree. And anyone who's going to knit something in that construction, I would pay attention to the FOs and the project pictures and things like that to really carefully look at how it looks on different bodies because mm -hmm. I have a fairly normal build to my upper body. Mm -hmm. And so I'm a little bit bigger than your normal size. Like I'll put on a large and it'll often be tight across my shoulders or, you know, a size that I would normally wear, but like mm -hmm. I'll put it on in a jacket, for example, and mm -hmm. it'll be kind of tight across my the back of my shoulders. Mm -hmm. But in general, I think I have a pretty normal build in average, that part of my body. Average, thank you. And this did not fit me the way I would expect a raglan to fit. Yeah. And I've knit a lot of raglan sweaters, so you have. So yeah. you, you do know what it should be like and what it should fit like. Yes. This one just had, I believe. Well, from what you said, it it just stopped. You stopped the increases short of what you're used to, yes. and then you increase in another area of the sweater. So Yeah, if I had just continued the raglan shaping as per a normal raglan, I think that sweater would have worked just fine. Mm. But because it's top down, I was not willing to rip it all the way back yeah. and try to do it again. Yeah. It was like, at that point, I'm yeah. done with the sweater. Sometimes when you're done, you're just done. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't know how many sweaters or projects that is this year that I've abandoned for one reason or another but it's up there so i needed the peasy because i need and donner because i needed some wins yes there you go i totally understand that all right colors of fall update we have 26 prizes which are all listed in the prize thread we don't i don't have internet connection right now so i can't read off the list but they're all listed in there we've had a couple new donations since the last episode and one of those is the newest 
sock pattern by Alpaca Anna, which are really cute colorwork carrot socks. They're super oh, cute. cute. And again, sorry that I can't read off the entire list because I can't read it right now. But we also have 15 finished objects in the I FO know. thread. I can't believe people are already posting. But remember, you have to style your finished objects. So some of the pictures still aren't styled. So that is the only requirement. So please don't forget to do that. And there are over 2,000 posts in the chatter thread. I thought that was pretty remarkable. 2,044 when I checked mm -hmm. earlier today. So yeah. thank you so much for all the positive energy. That's super fun. And we wanted to do a quick review of the latest Stranded magazine, which is a new publication. This is their second issue, and it is produced by... Andy Satterlin, who is a designer, mm -hmm. our friend Aaron, who is also a designer, and our friend Monica, who is their business manager. So that trio puts together a delightful, in my opinion, knitwear magazine, and we got to review it. And this is the, their second edition. This is the Mild Weather 2016 edition, which I guess is fall. I think so, yes. Fall. And this issue is a special tribute to the Pacific Northwest, which is where the trio hails from. Yep, they are Seattle is where they live, Seattle and Tacoma. So that part of the Pacific Northwest. And most of the patterns are named after parts of that region. I don't know if they're areas or trees or plants, but they have that name convention for mm -hmm. most of the po projects and they also featured a dye trio spin cycle yarns they have an article where they interviewed the two dyers behind spin cycle yarns they don't only dye the yarn they also spin the yarn mm -hmm. and they work with the local mill it's all really cool it's a really inspiring article i was very interested to read about them and i've seen we've seen them at we've stitches seen their yarns mm -hmm. yes so it's very unique yarn too. It's very it interesting. It's very pretty. So there was that article. There was an article by Lee Meredith about three needle techniques. So she talks about three needle bind offs and pleating with three needle bind offs, which is used in one of the projects in the book. What were some of the things that you noticed that you liked? Well, every issue or at least both issues, they also include a little article, what they call something different. This this particular issue was cross-stitch basics in some of the photographs for the knitting projects in the background. There was a cross-stitch project that had a Elizabeth Zimmerman quote and the cross-stitch basics article talks about making the sampler with the Elizabeth Zimmerman quote. I think the first issue was English paper piecing. Yep. So every issue is going to have something craft, crafty, but not knitting. So I thought that was kind of neat to I give, like that too. give you a little taste of something else. Yep. That and was fun. And a recipe. A recipe, yes. I was going to mention the recipe because it looked really oh, yummy. It did. It's a blackberry cake recipe and it's a gluten-free. Yeah, I gluten noticed that too. recipe, which was very exciting. So I may be trying that yeah. one. I don't know <clears throat> if I'll be able to get blackberries, but I'll try it with blueberries or something that I can get. And was it a gluten-free option? I think they had it both ways. Did they? I'm they, pretty sure they, they, they may did. have. I just saw gluten-free. That drew my eye and I um, saw that and it's... <gasps> 
I'm going to make that. Yeah, it looks very, very <laughs> yummy. And in addition to all of the cool articles, oh, there was also one other article by Caitlin French about finding color, and it was mm, about harvesting yes. natural dye materials mm -hmm. from the Pacific mm -hmm. Northwest region. So yeah. she was talking about things as simple as flowers that you find along the side of the road to things that she harvests from the forests. And it was really interesting. She was not only informative, but I loved the way she was very ecologically minded, mm -hmm. where you don't harvest everything from an area. You are respectful of where you are and you only harvest enough for what you need and you leave the rest to grow. So that was... I really like reading things like that. Yeah. I like it when people are aware yeah. of their surroundings and don't take advantage of right. what nature gives us. Right. So that was a really nice article too. Yeah. And then there are the seven patterns in this issue. There is a hooded cowl, two cabled pullovers, a colorwork hat, which I kind of think of colorwork as the stranded name. When I hear the stranded yeah. name, I think of colorwork. So a colorwork hat. Cropped cardigan, leg warmers, and the col colorwork socks. Yeah, super cute patterns. There are four of them that I want to knit. And I think the magazine is $16, right? I think so. So for, for me, since there are four patterns that I want to knit, that's basically $4 a pattern plus all the cool articles. So yeah. pretty good deal. And they also have a really cool arrangement with their designers where they pay a higher price for the patterns and then after one year the issue is no longer available and the rights revert back to the designers so I think that's a pretty cool structure for the magazine that I wanted to mention and Charlene's leafing through the pictures right now their model the last issue she was this beautiful model and they were out like in a desert background. This time it's a beautiful little model. And I wrote in my notes, blue haired Sprite because she just looks like this little elf with blue. She, her hair is I dyed blue. I think that's definitely the look that we're going yes, for. Yes. She's adorable. She's very cute. So super fun pictures. And so the four, there were four, like I said, patterns that I really want to knit. I was going to say, can you tell us which four you want to knit? Yes. And I don't know if I'll be pronouncing these properly, but Salal, S-A-L-A-L, cardigan is the first one that I want to knit. It went instantly into my queue up near the top. It's the cropped cardigan and it's by Andy Satterland. You've heard me talk about her on the podcast many times because I really love her aesthetic. And this is a worsted weight cardigan. It's top down knit. So you start at the back, I believe, and then you knit the fronts, you join at the shoulders, knit the fronts, and then join to knit in the round. And there's some cool detail up at the top of the sweater and it is a button down front with three quarter sleeves and it's just so cute. Mm -hmm. Super cute. Exactly the kind of sweater that I think I'd wear a lot and I've already been stash shopping for that. <laughs> I think that the dusty turquoisey yarn that I couldn't picture peasy in, I think it could work for that. Mm -hmm. I might not get gauge. I'd have to be a little bit I'd have to play around with that, I think, because it's mm -hmm. a DK weight yarn in my stash, and it's a worsted weight sweater. However, I think I could make I it work. I think it could work. It's really, really cute. And again, that's by Andy Satterland. Really like that one. And I love the socks. So the socks are by Erin, and they are little anklet socks that are two-color. They have a contrasting color on the cuff, and I think the toe, and the heel and the socks themselves are a lace texture on the top. Just super, super cute. And of course, the way they have them pictured is super cute as well. Oh, and there's a the little color work around the top of the cuff as well. 
or right underneath the cuff. I know. The you know, when I was meant talking about the patterns before, I think I only said color work to maybe, I, I should correct that, that they're lace and color work. Cause actually the color work section is only that little bit, although there are colored heels and toes yeah, contrast and cuffs. Yeah. But the majority of the sock is a lace pattern. And the color work is right there up at the top of the sock. So it's not something that would, if your color work is too tight in tension would make it difficult for you to get the socks onto your feet. So I think the placement of that color work is smart too, because I've heard a lot of people talk about color work socks and because their color work tension is so much tighter than their regular tension, right. then their sock ends up not fitting yeah. properly. So yeah. smart placement of the Yeah. Those color are work. cute. I like the little lace. Pattern. They're adorable. Are really cute. And since I live in my Dansko clogs now, I can totally <laughs> see wearing those. So, ooh, maybe my light gray dragonfly fibers. Yeah. Ooh. That, work. that might work really well. See, I'm fantasy naming this <laughs> Were there any patterns you really liked? I liked both of those. I probably liked the socks the best. Although I have to say the leg warmers are really cute too. <laughs> you wouldn't mind having baubles on your legs? I, I probably wouldn't wear them. They just look fun. They're super cute. Yeah. Yeah. I knit the Mosey leg warmers. I loved them so much. They were so cute, but they had ties at the top kind of Mm -hmm. that you lace through that had pom-poms on them. Oh, I I could not wait to wear those leg warmers. I was so excited. I even bought a special pair of shoes to wear them with and the, the pom-poms banging against my calves drove me batty and I ended up giving the leg warmers away. Oh, you could have just cut the pom-poms off. Yeah, but they were, <laughs> they were part of the charm of the leg warmers. They were just, yeah. those little pom-poms were so cute. So yeah. yeah, I love leg warmers too. I actually wear them also. So I have to say, I really like the hat too. It's called Twisp by Emily Wessel of Tin Can Knits. And the, there's something about the way Maybe it's just the way the model is wearing it. It's really cute. She's wearing it far back on her head. If I did that, it would probably fall right off my hair. But it looks really cute the way she's wearing it. Because she's a little blue-haired sprite. But I love that hat. I think it's super cute. And it also has a pom-pom on it. So mm-hmm. obviously that would be optional. But yeah, yeah, that was one of my one of the four that I would knit for sure. And a little color work in the hat. They look like fleur-de-lis. Yeah, they do. A little bit. They're super cute. I like them. I also loved the Sky Quomish cowl. It's a pattern by Lee Meredith. And you called it a hooded cowl. I don't know if it actually has a hood constructed into it. I don't think it does. But I think she just has it pulled up onto her head. Yeah. Which I love to wear my cowls like that. Well, I was going to say, I, I called it a hooded cowl because... In, well, number one, in the picture she's wearing it, you could just wear it as a regular cowl, but I love the idea of pulling it up uh-huh. as a hood. <laughs> exactly. It's so cute. Yeah. And it's really interesting. It has some cable work in it, and then it has some pleating in it as well. So the article in the magazine about three needle work, so three needle bind off and three needle pleating is used in that cowl. And it's just really nice. It gives it a neat like ruched effect mm-hmm. right where it yeah. would s- kind of fall on your neck. So yeah. there's more fabric that you could pull up over your head like a hood without having it bunched up in right. your mouth basically. Right. Yeah. So I look forward to I knitting do like that one. Design. 
I think I was actually already yarn shopping for that. <laughs> Not stash shopping. I was guilty of that. I was looking at a particular dyer online. So yeah. I may be buying yarn for that. We'll see. Because yeah. it's super cute. It I is could, really cute. I could totally see wearing that when I'm out walking Lucy. But I have to say, first thing I'm probably going to make is going to be the blackberry cake. <laughs> she keeps going back to that picture. <laughs> And you were right. You can make it with the gluten-free or it says regular wheat all-purpose flour. Yeah. So you can make it gluten-free or with gluten. It's a bunt cake. It's really pretty. Yeah. It and is. it looks delicious. Yeah. So those were the highlight patterns for us and all the cool content in Stranded Magazine. So good job, you guys. Keep it up. I love Stranded Magazine. It's very fun to see a new publication pop up. Absolutely. It really and is. it's been like the the season for new publications because Twist Collective just came out this weekend and Pom Pom Quarterly, I think, is coming out and Notions comes out next week. Oh, wow. So, see, yeah. I am really out of it. I have not... And I have to apologize, you guys, for not being present on the forums for the past week, week and a half, because I've just been pulled in several directions, and I'll get back to it, and I miss you guys, <laughs> and I'll catch up on everything. <laughs> it's our happy place when we have time to be it certainly on Ravelry. Yep. It I certainly love is. when I get to catch up, although you guys then have pages and pages of <laughs> my little avatar. Okay, so we're just about ready to wrap up this episode, and I'm, I've am i bound off half, almost, of there's my halfway marker. So I'm almost halfway bound off Yay. on Donner. So And I've added Yay. a few stripes on my Klein shawl. This has been so peaceful. It has been very peaceful, and we have seen a few more sea lions float past. Haven't seen a sea otter tonight, but the fog is definitely closer and if we were going to sit here for another half hour the fog will probably reach us and then we'd start shivering yes then <laughs> <laughs> we'd need our sweaters again yes so thank you guys for sitting with us tonight and we're ending just in time because apparently there's construction there's starting construction up behind us starting on maybe a boat boat repair so but charlene and i both needed this tranquil podcasting time I so thank you so did. much for listening it really means a lot to us that you guys are out there listening to us, commenting in the group, and all the other things you do to make knitting even that much more delightful. Absolutely. All right. And as the month of August draws to somewhat to a close, I guess we're only halfway, but by the next time we talk to you guys, it will be I know the end of August, and maybe everyone will be thinking about their fall schedules and their fall outfits just yes. keep in mind there's just about a month left for the knit along so you still have time to knit a small project to contribute to the knit along and you still have like i said a month left to finish off whatever you may have started already if you have a bigger project going and you're still working at it not that close yet, but you have time starting have to time. think about finishing. <laughs> well, and actually that brings up a good point. Do you think there's any shark skin at all in this color that I'm using? I think it's too dark to be shark skin. What do you think? Mm. The colorway name is Ash and it's the Lindy chain it's, Ash color. It's pretty dark gray. It's darker, but it's definitely in the spirit of shark skin. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. So I finished my, 
Spindra shawl that is then the yarn that has both bodacious and shark skin. I will have finished this and I think I can get peasy done before the end of the knit along. Mm -hmm. So that will be bodacious. And when I was hand winding the Malabrigo yarn, I pulled out my spindle shawl to show my mother and she just happens to be knitting the same pattern for my aunt. So we were comparing shawls and she said, Oh look, your shawl matches your new yarn perfectly. Oh. So because of the bodacious in my spindrift shawl, it's going to match peasy perfectly. Nice. It's going to be a nice contrast nice. with the gray and stuff. So super excited about that. My mom called that right on the nose. So there we go. All right. Well, thank you again so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And happy knitting. Happy knitting, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.